shit back. Oh, at all. I'm so into voting right now. Hey everyone, it's Joe Batance. When you thought we couldn't squeeze enough out of this episode, this is Rulaska Thoughts. Stroll down the runway, another payday, cover of magazines. And when they see me, they wanna be me. I am the fantasy. It's Joe Batanz, and this is Rulaska Thoughts. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm more than a little frustrated. I literally did half an episode right now and didn't realize I forgot to hit the record button. So I'm here, and I'm playing sound clips, and I'm stopping, and I'm analyzing, and giving all my insight, and I don't know what made me look. And I realized I did not hit the record button. So I did a whole private show for... No one. But anyway, this is Rulaska Thoughts. We are, when just, like I said in the beginning, you might be thinking, what the fuck else could he say about this goddamn episode that 5,000 other shows have not said? Well, we're not going to focus because Taylor and I already did an entire um, extra episode talking about Ben's elimination. No, what we're going to talk about today, it's solely focused on... That conversation around the table that happened right after the eliminated queens returned and they confronted the queens who had eliminated them. I thought at first there wouldn't be much more to say about this, but in actually pulling the clips, I realized there's actually a lot to say. And uh, we're going to go not in order. We're going to go in order of just whatever I want. You know, I, I'll, I'll tell you, there are some surprises. I pulled some some receipts. There are some receipts of conversations that we're going to have. So I want to buzz through some of the ones that aren't so controversial, but I do have some things to say about them. So, for instance, uh, I want to talk about Thorgy and Shangela. Now, we're not going to talk about that stupid note that takes up half the conversation. We're not going to play any of that. It's not about that. It's about actually... Thorgy asking Shangela why she was eliminated. Now, we all know that Thorgy should have been eliminated. Now, I've done a whole through Alaska Thoughts talking about how Thorgy was set up to lose, but it, it, it I mean it was Thorgy's it was pretty much Thorgy's time to go. Okay. So that settled. All right. But what I want to talk about is sort of Shangela's reaction to being confronted and trying to answer Shangela, and there's an unspoken element of the conversation i think it's interesting and don't understand why it's not spoken but let's play the clip so moving forward i had time to contemplate why you chose my lipstick what the hell was that about i always said i was hoping to keep strong competitors so she said she was hoping to keep strong competitors okay but in the challenge i felt like she had more to do and you guys had some secret like shaking hand like oh no matter what and so now Thorgy confronts Shangela about uh, an alliance, which we all know because we saw that Shangela was looking for loyalty. Remember, this is what the whole fucking Danny Targaryen bullshit we've been hearing about all season is about. She's Daenerys Targaryen. She's the mother of dragons. She's the one making all these agreements. And she's going to go in there and win the whole thing. And you're like, hmm. 
Why? And that what I'm confused about is why isn't Thorgy bringing that up? No one ever brings that up, and it, 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 it leads to a lot of confusion here. Okay, I'll answer your second question next, okay? I felt like she had a taller order in her challenge. Okay, so she had a taller order in her challenge, even though she just said she was looking for someone. What is, I can't remember what I just said, but she kind of hinted, she hinted about the alliances, you know? She was asked to do 15. That's not what you just said, yeah, though. What's you said I'm, baby, people. I ain't done. You know okay, so now I want to talk about this. Shangela uses a strategy that makes my blood boil, which is when someone's cornered and realizes they're, they are cornered and they're in a trap, in a verbal trap of their own making, they start doing this thing when you confront them where they're like, I'm not finished. Because they, and what Shangela's going to do, and this, I'm sure this is a classic Shangela strat, strategy in her life, because these people do this, is they filibuster. They talk and 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 they spin circles and they talk in circles and, and to the point where the other person just gives up out of pure exhaustion. And then the person, Shangela, a, a person like Shangela, would feel like she won. Like she outwitted them. Where it's not really outwitted them, you just drown them in word soup. And so it's annoying. You're going to hear it. She's going to talk and talk. And there's a point, point we're going to hear it right now, where Shanza says, well, you're not going to let me finish. Here's the deal. And it gets me really mad. Of everybody on that show, the one person who tramples over everybody, who makes sure she's heard, the Joe Batanz of All-Stars 3, is Shangela Laquifa Watley. There is no one who's going to shut Shangela up, and there's no one who's going to try to shut Shangela up. She is always going to get her point across, but yet she's going to play the card of like, why aren't you letting me talk? Oh, well, if you're not going to let me talk, bitch, you talk over everybody. That's who you are. Your personality is so big that you... you steamroll anyone who has any other opinion so i don't like and i don't appreciate i don't know why i'm not there i don't know why i'm so invested in this um her trying to play the victim i hate when people play the victim i hate it oh no i said girl I'm no baby you, you, you keep don't you stop just, it without love me because you keep cutting me off while i'm trying to say my thing who's cutting her off He's cutting off because he knows she's, she's just going to just filibuster. Either I'll let you finish and then you tell me when it's my turn. All right. You feel that the only reason I kept Kenny is because we're friends. That's not true. What's difficult here, and it's the unspoken thing, there have been some articles written about this, and I don't have time nor the energy to get into this. I think what the unspoken thing that Milk and Thorgy are trying to get across is that there's a black thing, a black versus white thing. And by the way, I'm not saying the white people are innocent. Uh, but I think that's sort of the unspoken, uh, they, they don't feel, I mean, they can't, they really can't, but there's, it's the unspoken, it's the, in it's the implication here is that you're keeping Kennedy and, um, Chi Chi because she's black. I just felt like she had more to do in the challenge. Therefore, to me, you were supposed to up the amount you did in the challenge. It was a hard choice to make and I just made it. And it happened to be me. So yes. when I come at you, like, I have the right to feel that way, too, because it's how I feel. I get it. No tea. And I hope we can still be cool after this. Let's just move forward. Okay, so that's Thorgy and Shangela. Let's move on over to Milk and Kennedy. Um, there really isn't a lot to say about this. I actually have changed my opinion. I actually feel Kennedy makes... Oh, God, I, I can crucify Kennedy for a, a couple of different reasons. It, but but I feel that also she redeems herself. And I also have an apology to make 
about milk, about which is I kind of changed my opinion on the milk in this case too. Not really. She's still an a-hole, but I think she makes a fair point. But let's listen to Kennedy and milk. Since we're talking about sending girls home and what the reasoning behind sending somebody home is, I don't. What was your reason? You don't get why I sent you home. No, I have a lot of reasons. Okay, okay and then that's fair. And Kennedy's going to list those reasons. And I actually think she lists. Fair reasons, okay? okay? The first reason was during the bitchular. It was like a struggle for you, and I didn't find not one moment funny. So for me, that was the first X. Okay, fair point. You weren't good in the bitchler. All right, moving on. Second of all, you sit on this couch, read my drag for feel. That shit hurt my feelings. Then you would have chosen me to go home. I think I would. Okay. Milk read Kennedy's drag, said she didn't like it, and then she said she would have chosen her to go home. Isn't Kennedy's thing that whatever reasoning people have for sending people home, that's their business? I So why would you hold it against Milk that if she would won, she would eliminate Kennedy if she were in that position? Because according to Kennedy, we can't hold it against anybody why they would do it. That's their business. I've chosen Thorgy to say. That sent the shock through my brain, too, because I'm like... I thought we were closer than that. Than you okay, listen to that. That sent a shock through her ba- brain because she thought they were closer than that. Once again, Kennedy has been the queen of whatever reason you want to send people home, that's your reason. You can take the, everything in total, their whole performance, and why you do it is why you do it. And then she's coming down on milk for saying the reason she Milk would have eliminated Kennedy had she had the opportunity. Now, by the way, Kennedy is asking for respect on why she eliminated Milk. But it's okay. Let's move on. I wanted to save your friend. Huh? And you wanted to save your friend. No, that's not it at all. But, okay, I want to bring this up. And the same is true with Shangela, and the same is true with Kennedy, or anybody who pulls this excuse. Just if... Okay, Kennedy's thing is you can eliminate anyone for any reason whatsoever... And therefore, you could also save them for any reason, okay? So you could save them for whatever reason you want, and you could eliminate them for whatever reason you want. I don't know why anyone doesn't just own, yeah, she's my friend, and I saved her. I get to choose whoever I want to save and whoever I want to send home, and that's how I did it. Go fuck yourself. But they all, whenever they're accused of saving a friend... They get really upset. I think it has to be with the implication of All Stars One with um, Rolaska talks. Yeah, that's exactly well, that's, well, that's not it at all. It was completely it, even though. But what's funny is she just said that milk hurt her feelings. So it's it. She's saving a friend and getting rid of someone who hurt her feelings. So if 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 you got if you got rid of someone because they hurt your feelings, well then. You have every right to do that, and you have every right to save someone because they are your friend. Then you act like your shit didn't stink. Who cares? So now, now, see, now we're going into ad hominem attacks. She's already listed the reasons why she eliminated her, but okay, if you want to say... See, here's the deal. The implication that you are saving a friend comes with it that it's not based on facts or numbers, but by emotion. But then she's going in that she eliminated someone by emotion. I would rather be known for saving a friend 
than for eliminating someone based on emotional reasons. You didn't even see, right, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm tearing up right now because I just felt that there was nothing genuine with you. And it just seemed like Milk was only concerned about herself. Look, look, I think there are, Taylor pointed out that he thinks there's missing information. I think there is. I don't know why Kennedy's crying because Milk's only concerned about herself. But we're going to get to why I think Milk, I I feel a little sorry for Milk. Correct me if I'm wrong, girls. Am I the only one? No. Okay. I I just don't want to jump in over anybody. It's really hard hearing so many. Okay, I don't don't usually keep in the confessional parts. I'm going to move it back a little bit. But I think I, I left Milks in here for a little bit because uh, it, she brings up a point I want to address. It's really hard hearing so many people chime in and just like subtly raise their hand. I mean, they're basically saying I'm an asshole. Am I an asshole? Okay, actually, you know, once I listened to it and I thought about it, I do kind of feel sorry for Milk because she's showing a little bit of self-awareness or at least an awareness of a lack of self-awareness. And I think that's actually, I wouldn't say admirable, but it shows but it shows an, a resolve to better yourself, which made me like Milk a little bit more. Like, look, here's the deal. None of us is a saint. Okay, so we are all sinners. So we all can be gross. We all can be ugly. We all can be mean girls and we all can be nice girls. Okay, all of us have that in us. And what happens is I think I'm going to use a different example. I'm going to use Heather Locklear, who just went cuckoo bananas. She's always been cuckoo bananas. What happened with her? If if this is in the future, you don't know what I'm talking about. You can. Google Heather Locklear in the news, and she was recently arrested for attacking the police or something, okay? She's done crazy shit like this over the years. But it goes with, and it's in line with, my hot girl mentality, my hot girl theory. And it doesn't have to be girls, I'm just saying, I'm just calling it a hot girl theory. It could be any hot person. I say girls because we are, live in a man's world, and, and I'm, not saying that's, I'm not saying that's right, I'm just saying that it what happens in a man. Like, after 35, like, women only get, like, actresses only get cast as witches and shit like that. Um, they're not seen as sexual objects anymore, uh, or it's hard for them to be, and the roles dry up, and it's it's really tough. And so I, I think what happens with the, uh, the, hot girl, the hot girl syndrome is when they were hot, everyone laughed at their jokes, and everyone said their shit doesn't stink, and everyone said that what they did was perfect, beautiful, and lovely Linda Evangelista. So no one... So they don't realize that they're not that funny. They don't realize that they're not that smart, that everyone just told them that because they were hot. And then when they lose their looks, people get the, they, they lose their social currency. And now people have the courage or the courage. Or they, now that people tell them how it is and go like, mm, the jokes aren't funny anymore. Um, people don't think they're that smart. And so now one, they've never strengthened those muscles. And, they their reality has completely changed and they don't know what to do anymore they like literally go crazy and i think that's what happened with heather locklear is she was a hot famous rich actress and everyone just did whatever she said and then when she lost her looks or she wasn't the hot new thing then people didn't put up with her shit anymore and then they go crazy i bring that up cuz I feel Milk 
might not might be smart enough to realize he's in this upside down world where people because he's hot don't tell him that he does shitty things. They're afraid, and because he now he has this fame as RuPaul's, you know, like, in other words, on season six, he comes on, he gets a little bit of fame, he starts modeling for Mark Jacobs, so now he has currency, social currency, and he's hot, so people just don't tell him he's acting like an asshole. And so now he's acting like an asshole and doesn't realize he's the emperor with no clothes. Okay? And... That's exactly the story of the Emperor with no clothes. Is everyone was afraid to tell him that he looked like a fool walking through the, the town naked. And that he wasn't wearing rich, rich clothes. And it's the same thing, but he has the awareness to say, like, wait a minute. And this is why he's crying. He's realizing his world is upside down. Because what happens is these queens, a lot of them, like Trixie and Shangela and all the other queens... They either know him or they don't care. They're not they're not drag race fans. They're other drag race contestants who've been on the show before. And may and actually most of them went farther than he did. And so they don't care. They I mean, maybe there's a little bit of of, of acquiescence because he's hot, but for the most part, they're telling him right now, because I guess they didn't do it, that he was acting like an asshole. They're all telling him. And I think he's like, oh my God, he's realizing. Maybe I was an asshole. I didn't know it. it. It's actually I'm not. I don't. We don't have time to get into it here. It's one of my big defenses with Justin Bieber. Okay, I'm a big Justin Bieber defender. Believe it or not, and not big. I look. I do think he acts like an asshole, but I think he doesn't do anything more assholey than your average college kid or someone his age. But the problem is, there's no one to check him, and because there's no one to check him, he's literally just ego run amok. And he just does whatever he wants because everyone tells him that everything he does is right. And so I think it's it think it's a very lonely feeling when you realize that there's no one for you to bounce off of, that you're just free falling, and no one there's no moral or ethical check. And in this case, he it, it's it's the equivalent, yes, of Alexis Michelle saying, "Why didn't anyone tell me that I look like an idiot out there?" But in that case, it's not anyone's responsibility. That's, that's um, Alexis Michelle's responsibility. But in, in in Milk's case, I could see he start. I could see how you start to question everything, and so I actually sort of feel sorry for him. Let's go cool, go on. Why didn't you come up to me and talk? I mean, you know, you I'm have never uh, Milk, but you have never even presented yourself. And it was like you kept running to Trixie, kept running to Trixie, and then all of that just came together to say, you know what, I'd rather not work with somebody that is not going to be 100% real and helpful. I don't owe nobody no apology. I know how I felt. Point blank and simple. I don't know why I kept that in, but oh, it was fine. Um, okay. So that's Milk and Kennedy. There's our little breakdown of Milk and Kennedy. Let's move on now to Aja and Bibi. <laughs> Okay, so this is how I feel. I wasn't mad that you sent me home. I was more mad that when the judges were like, we love the way you look, we love your outfit, and you literally just said, thank you. And I just thought it was kind of messed up because I thought the least you could have done was say, hey, Aja helped me. Really? Okay, I want to... Would he have changed anything? Hey. I want to stop there for a second and move it back, actually, because I don't know why... Again, I another case where I kept the confessional because it's very important. First of all, let's play an important uh, 
uh, clip here. This is actually what happened on the judges panel. You made this? I did. So beautiful. BB literally claimed she made it. She took credit for it. It wasn't just a thank you. She took credit when Michelle asked her if she made it. Okay. Now, Aja, it's been a, few, a while, so uh, a couple of days. So Aja doesn't remember the exact wording, and and but BB capitalizes on this. Let's let's go back. Let's go back to uh, this. Here we go. Let's listen to BB's confessional. Really? Would he have changed anything? Hey, judges. Oh, she helped me with part of my body. Would it have mattered that nobody really likes what you have presented on the runway? Like. Uh, yes, it is important. Yes, it wouldn't maybe have saved Aja, okay? Perhaps it wouldn't have saved Aja, but it would have saved... Um, what it would have done is perhaps, and I'm not saying this is the reality, what it would have done is it would have saved... Maybe BB wouldn't have won if you look at the, at the shows being fair. Because... See, BB's framing it as like, oh, Aja was trying to save herself. But no, the way Aja was maybe perhaps trying to save herself is like, maybe Aja was like, okay, you would have sent me home anyway, or the judges wouldn't have put me in the bottom two. But BB, there's the possibility if BB would have said, no, Aja actually helped me make the bodice, that perhaps BB would not have won. Well, no, she was a winner of the lip sync. It had to go down the lip sync. Either way, even if it wouldn't have mattered, it's still shitty whether you took you took credit for something you didn't and perhaps it would have swayed the judge's decision maybe she wouldn't have named named one of the top two because to be honest with you um maybe that that could have been a factor there that maybe bb wouldn't have been named in the top two if she would have conceded that she didn't make the outfit and so again perhaps it wouldn't have saved asha but it might have given someone else a chance to win, and then that person could have gone to lip sync, and maybe they would have won, and then they would have saved Anja. Like, what if Trixie would have won? Right? Because, oh, because remember, Trixie, that was the disco, that was the Studio 54 runway. Um, everyone loved how Trixie made her outfit. So maybe because it was a design challenge where they had to sew, BB got a lot of credit for actually sewing that outfit herself. If she would have admitted that Aja actually helped a great deal in sewing that bodice, perhaps BB wouldn't have won. See, BB is shaping the argument that Aja thinks it would have saved her from being in the bottom two. That is not the argument. The argument is that had BB been honest and admitted that she did not sew the bodice completely since it since it was a design challenge perhaps the win would have gone to trixie and then trixie would have lip-synced and maybe trixie wouldn't have eliminated asha it's total bullshit on bb's end let's carry on well, I also feel like in the deliberation, like you're about to do right now and cut me off, I tried to talk to you and you kind of just spoke over me the whole time. Okay. And that's something, if you haven't seen the preview for this week's episode, BB does this a lot, where BB gets really fucking cunty. She's super cunty and not likable. And this is the first, you're going to hear it right now. This is the first glimpse we're seeing at her being super cunty and obnoxious. I don't like BB after this. And I've seen more of it from the preview for this coming week. And it's not attractive. It is not cute, girl. And I think, honestly, this may come back to bite BB in the ass. Great. I'm happy that you were able to explain First of all, I'm going to say that your elimination 
was one of the toughest for me and very emotional. I'm sorry if you feel so. that I was talking over you. I felt like that was a moment that I could really, really encourage you. And when it comes to the runway, everybody knows I don't talk too much on the runway. Yeah, but you also, you lied. I think BB remembers, but she's capitalizing that Asha doesn't remember. Bitch, I have a fucking, all the episodes. I will bring this shit up. I just don't. But everybody, everybody on the runway said who helped them. I just think it's fair because you're getting praised for something that it's a design challenge and they're up there thinking that you made that from head to show. What I'm simply saying is that a compliment was given to me. No, you were asked a question. You lied. About my garment. Thank you. Oh, what a fucking cunt. I do not like this BB Bizarre Binet. Moving on to uh, Morgan and Ben. All right, let's talk about this. We are going to act. I, I went back to episode one and I pulled some very important clips that I also think will be important for the rest of the show. It has to do with the initial discussions about elimination strategy, but also Morgan. But I think a lot of stuff comes up here. Okay, here we go. Now, by the way, so what's going to have to happen here is... We do, I often talk about how things operate behind the scenes and my theories and conspiracies about producer involvement. But in this case, because all we have is what we see on the screen, we're going to have to go with what we see on the screen. But I concede that Morgan later on in the discussion could be talking about discussions we never saw or moments that were uh, eliminated or deleted or edited out. Okay, so I can see that the, that there are conversations we weren't privy to, but if we take the episode as reality, and that's what we're going to do here, if we take the episode that what we see is reality, there is some stuff to bring up. First, we're going to go back to episode one, where the girls have just broken up into their workstations, and the, they've, the eliminated queens are here, and they're setting up as well, and I'm sorry, no, 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 sorry. They've just gotten there. They're setting up their workstations. And Ben has a conversation with Morgan about how she's going to eliminate uh, Queens if it comes down to it. How do you feel about the whole elimination setup? I like it. Do you? I'm just going to send the bitch home that I think is the strongest. Really? That's exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. And, Mor and by the way, if you're not watching it, which you're not, Ben does make a face like she's completely in shock. And Morgan's just like... Bitch, I'm telling like it is. Okay? I do what I want. That is terrible. Well, the thing is, I mean, why lie about it? Like, you know, everybody played Kumbaya last year, and it was like, oh, here. Okay, she, and she pretends like she's, like, feeding a baby with her breast. And that's a fair point, even though I don't know if it, you know, they keep bringing up the All-Stars 2 elimination theory. And for the most part... They stuck to it. Uh, Alyssa broke away from it, and then they just wouldn't send home Roxy. That maybe that's what we're talking about. We are all friends. We are all sisters. But like at the end of the day, hundred thousand dollars. I feel like it would be like career suicide to look straight in the camera and say that person's my biggest threat. Go home. Okay, this is a very interesting point to bring up. Trix is the one here that says career suicide, and you'll notice in this conversation, Trixie is the one consumed with how the fans are going to react. That's what she said when you said when she said I feel that will be career suicide. Trixie's talking about the fans. Ben never talks about the fans, but later as we'll hear Morgan accuses Ben 
of only thinking about the fans. In fact, in this clip, you'll hear right now, this is when I play, Ben actually says that's not on her mind. But you don't just have to deal with like what other people's response is. You have to deal with like how you feel about how you won or didn't win. Which we we know becomes a really big important decision when Ben self-eliminates. If you're honest, then there's no fast one being pulled. If you're straight up from the, the jump, then there's no... There's no mincing of words. There's no mix mix up in the It's hard though, because it's like a room full of fan favorites. Once again, notice Trixie's obsessed with it's hard. It's a room full of fan favorites. That if you, again, thinking about how the fans are going to react. With the exception of me. That's true. <laughs> but it is. I mean. No, like the tea, yeah. Everybody in here is a fan favorite, except I'm not worried about that. So in fair, now Morgan, I will say in fairness, is just upfront. This is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to make my selection. End of story. And she says she's going to stick by that. Okay, that's fair. But from what I've heard right now, Ben has not conceded that she will go on the judge's decision. She's never given us any thought about how she's going to make an elimination. And the only one that's talked about how the fans are going to react is Trixie. And so, so far, Ben hasn't really given us any insight about how she's going to eliminate Queens. Okay? Now... The episode goes on, and then Ben and Aja are named in the top two of episode one. They go back to the workroom for deliberations, and this is the moment where they all sit around. They're all sitting around that couch and discussing how they're going to go forward. And this is the the one time in the show when all the queens discuss possible elimination theories or group elimination theories. In fact, Ben's the one that brings it up. Let's take a listen. You're in a horrible position right now, you guys. I mean, it's not great, right? Like, this is the worst double-edged sword. It is really exciting to win this challenge. However, I want to judge fairly, and playing fair does not involve eliminations that you think are just going to help you personally. Okay. So playing fair means not just eliminations that are going to help you personally. In fact, shading Morgan right here, that that's Morgan's decision. Okay. This sucks. You have just, to pick somebody. We have we to because it's like somebody. we'll never get anywhere if we're just like hugging each other. Girl, I'm okay with sending people home because it's a part of the gig. And we signed up for it. Just think of it as like a business decision. So as this goes okay. on, are you guys going to go on like the performance that day? Okay, so the question is being asked how they're going to do it. It's in the show overall. It should be a combination. I'd like to know if we all have any system or code in place for Okay, let's talk about something right here. Aja said she's going to do a combination. Ben is still looking for consensus on how they're going to eliminate queens. Okay, so she hasn't said how she's going to do it, but she's looking for consensus. How we would like to make our decisions from this night on. Are we going off the judges' critiques? Like, they sort of came to a little bit of a consensus last season. So she, when they, she's talking about the girl, the All-Stars 2 girls came to a concession, concession in All-Stars 2. Okay, so Miss Dayla apparently is suffering from the short-term memory loss. Did you see All-Stars 2? The whole group consensus thing didn't work out. Yes, we would all love to be fair. And I think we should be fair. I will respect the choice you make, and you should do the same for me. Underlying, we agree with the judges most of the time. Yes. No. I don't know why I kept that moment in, but let me, let me go back here. Because Milk says something, and then Ben says yes to Milk, just so you know. That's who says yes. We agree with the judges most of the time. Yes. Wait, and then I think you hear Kennedy in the background saying no. Let me go back further. 
be fair. I will respect the choice you make, and you should do the same for me. Underlying, we agree with the judges most of the time. Yes. No. I think everything has to come into play. We should look at the whole picture. Now, that's Kennedy's vote. Everything has to come into play. We should look in the whole picture. There's no specifics there, by the way. Who knows what that means? Everything should... What's everything? As of now, the elimination strategy is definitely a free-for-all. Who knows what's going to happen? So no one knows what's going to happen. Everyone's giving their two cents. Shangela wants respect for her decision. But Ben doesn't really outline a strategy here. Okay, now we're going to go to, again, episode one, Morgan and Ben on the couch. Morgan and Ben on the couch. Here we go. How are you doing? Well, as good as expected, I suppose. I want to talk to you about something. Mm -hmm. You were saying that you would be strategic about possibly eliminating girls that you saw as big competition. Uh And it is hard for me not to think about, like, if you stay... Is that what I'm going to do? Would you knock me out? Ben just literally told Morgan, you said this strategy, and this is on my mind. Explain yourself. I, again, like I said, we're not, maybe we're not privy to all the conversations. I, I concede that. We only, we only have what we can see, okay? But if this is a reality show and then the editors present a certain reality, in this case, we have to go based on what the editors are showing us. And in this case, Ben has not said she's going to go on the judge's decision. She literally told Morgan to her face, you said this and it bothers me. I don't see what the hypocrisy. I don't see what the hypocrisy is here. You know what I mean? Like that's obviously on my mind. I can't pretend that's not there. We talk about oh, we're family, we're sisters. That's fine. We are those things. Okay, great. Yeah. But like straight up honesty. Yeah. I would send stronger girl home. Okay, great. And that's just the truth. I- to me, at that point, Ben's decision's made up. Like, all right, bitch, I gave you a chance, and now you're sticking by your guns. Great. Live by the sword. Die by the sword. You ever heard that before? Live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yes, you have to look at how you think if you want to go with what the judges said. Now, by the way, look, 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 look. Important. Morgan's saying you have to go with how you think. If you want to do this, she's telling, she's she's hinting. Well, people do this to me all the time, too. I want you to do, this is how I want you to do it. And so then that becomes how you should do it. And if you don't, then you you lied or you changed your mind. It's, it's like, no, Morgan, just because you want you wanted her to do it that way doesn't mean she's going to do it that way. Ben says very little. Morgan is saying, oh, you should do it this way this time. This is how you should do it. I think that they picked on her hair, her shoes, and the kind of all-around appearance. And they just picked on my, you know, lack of effervescence. You know. I don't know if I made my point clear. There are people who, when they try and force you to do something or trying to get you in a decision, they make up the reason for you and they're trying to convince you, but then they sort of convince themselves that that's what you told them. And I think that's kind of what's going on here. Yeah. See, ben it's says, clear that yeah. Dela does not agree with the way I want to send people home. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, miscongeniality. But if Dela's making her decision based on the critiques, I would... Who said she is? She's never said she is. She's, you're saying if she's doing that, if that's what Ben's gonna, if that's what Bendela's gonna do, is make decisions on the critiques. Well, then yeah, that makes sense. If she's gonna make that decision on the critiques, then yes, 
yes, I agree. I actually went back and looked at the judges' critiques. And I looked at the performances. You would send Chi-Chi home. But Ben has never said she's going to do that. You said Ben should do that. Not the worst out of the two of us. So we'll see. So now let's go to the most recent episode and let's talk. Let's now. Now is the moment of confrontation between Morgan and Ben. Now we have all that backstory. So, Ben, what was your criteria for sending me home? Ben told you. We had talked about the idea of wanting to keep the girls moving forward who were performing the best. No, we did not come to no consensus on that. No, you didn't. And you'd said that you would knock those girls out of it. So I was like, okay, if I make this decision now, moving forward, we'll all be on the same page. It was a hard decision to make at the time. Had you said it. But also keep in mind, if that had been removed, I still would have thought that you were the weakest performance of the night. But in appearance, in performance. But that's not, but it's Ben's decision. Hold, please. One, again, if, we, if, editing, if editing's reality, they did never came to a consensus that we saw. It seemed like Milk agreed, and there were a couple of a, a people in agreement with Ben, but Kennedy's been very vocal that she did not agree with Ben. Um, and Shansha was looking for alliances. Um, but once again, Morgan's trying to project how Ben should have eliminated people onto Ben. But Ben never said this. I didn't flub. If you listen to what the judges said, there's no way that I was weaker than her. I don't understand how Morgan is is saying that Ben's a hypocrite and not going by with what the judges said when Morgan wasn't going to ever abide by that very logic. The the logic she's coming against Ben on, Ben has, from what we've heard, has never said she would use that logic. And she's coming, she's railing against Ben for a logic that she wouldn't have used herself. But you should know this. At least I was honest with everybody up front. You but changed I was it. Honest with no, you. you well. No, you weren't. As we as we've seen, it seems like she was. You sat on that white couch saying, "We're going to do it the way the judges want, and we're going to be sisters." And then- I never heard that. At the last minute, you changed your mind. You have every right to do that. But for me, that makes you a coward. I never heard. Did we hear Ben say that? Now, once again, maybe there's conversation we didn't. We weren't privy to, but we have to take at a certain point when we're analyzing the show, we have to take the show as reality. So when you said I'm doing this, by the way, by the way, I don't think Ben ever said that because if she did, why wouldn't the editors put that in? Remember the editors and the producers, I don't know about the editors, the producers of the show do not like Ben De La Creme. Okay. Let's keep this in mind. As we've seen in the preview for this next episode and the very end of the episode we're talking about right now, the producers are pissed at Ben De La Creme. You can tell because all of the confessionals talking about Ben's self-elimination are negative and about how Ben did this for, uh, like, she's a, like a martyr like but in a negative way but also like she's just trying to please the fans it all of the confessional discussions of what ben did have been very very negative okay and i think even egged on by the producers because the girls were emotional on the stage when she did it yet they go into confessionals and now they hate her so uh, it's all put on by the producer. They're, they're not putting any positive spins on what Ben did in the show. So obviously the producers are pissed about what Ben did. Okay. So if they were, remember they, the show is in the can and then they edit. So that means they can lay all the clues and they can build the characters as they see fit throughout the run, which means if Ben de la Creme 
would have said everything Morgan is saying on the couch, you can sure as hell bet they would have either shown it episode one or they would have shown it right now in a cutaway because it would have made Ben look bad and like a hypocrite and a liar. They would love to show Ben as a hypocrite and a liar, but they didn't. And why is that? Why have we not seen those moments? Because I don't think they happened. Because they would have put it... If Ben would have said, I'm not going to send you home and going on the judge's critiques, and then they sent Morgan home, that would have been gag-worthy in episode one, and they could have made the fans hate her. But they didn't. Asked for the girls, you basically told me I wasn't part of that. And that's fine, because you don't know me. No, I don't know you at all. You sure don't. Like I said, super forthright right. in saying that you didn't want to right. play by the rules that but the you, community... But you understand what a hypocrite is, right? I don't, I don't see how Ben is a hypocrite. You made up... Oh God, it's so frustrating. My, I feel like my mom does that. I want you to wear this to Easter. It's, like, it's the weirdest like 80-year-old man outfit. I don't know why my mom to buy me outfits. I'm making an example here, right? I'm going back to my mom in high school or something like that. And I'm like, no... And then I don't wear it. And she's like, "You, why aren't you wearing the outfit you picked? I'm like, I never picked it. You picked it. Sorry, childhood wounds coming out. Here we go. Here's the, here's the rest of the... So we went to commercial. We came back and we had about another 26 seconds. Here we go. If you were judging the way that you said you were judging... Ben never said she was judging that way. I should have still stayed in the competition. And that's just flat out. While I see that it's like hypocritical... No, it's not hypocritical. I think Ben uh, hates confrontation. So now she's just trying to get out of the situation. There's like, yeah. I see why there's hypocrisy in that. Which is you why I said, as soon as you walked out the door, and I'm trying my best to make the so. decision I think is right for the competition overall. Yeah, Morgan, you said how you were going to do it. You made a threat to Ben because Ben knew she was a stronger comp- competitor. Or everyone there thinks they're a stronger competitor. So when you say that, you're putting everyone in the crosshairs. And no other way you tried and mince the words. There were no... Not that I saw. It's hypocritical. No, you're wrong. So, anyway, Morgan. Well, once again, Morgan could very, very well say, oh, you didn't hear all the conversations, and she said this, and she said that. For analysis of the show, the edit is the reality. And for this purpose here, and if you if the, if the editors didn't put that in, then Morgan should be pissed at the editors. Because they made they painted Ben Ben like a saint. Now, by the way, going back going back to what I said, perhaps they did paint Ben like a saint because it would make the uh, the self elimination so much more gag worthy. You know, if a villain self, but I don't. I feel they could have done it in a way that they made her like, oh, thank God that bitch quit. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel. I feel. I feel. If the stuff was there, they would have put it in. If if the footage existed, they could have put it in. Now, by the way, I could be proven wrong completely tomorrow, and then they're talking about it in the workroom, and they're talking about Ben in the workroom, and then they show the footage. I'm well, sure, whatever. I'm just saying, from what we've seen so far up to episode six, through episode six, Ben Delacrim did not agree to that decision. She never said how she was going to make the decision about how they were voting. Well, guys, I cannot believe we squeezed an entire how did we do it how did we, i want to know uh this is Rulaska thoughts it's been a very very obviously big uh uh week for uh the show you know a big important episode one of the most important episodes of the season 
of the series. And so there was a lot to discuss with it. I think we won't have as much to discuss next week. But uh, I need to, you know what's so funny? I need to find an end song for this show. I don't have an end song for this show. But uh, we'll just go with, you know, why don't we go with a happy one? Um, until next week, because it's been such an ugly episode. Why don't we end happy? My name's Joe Batanz. This has been Rulaska Thoughts. We'll see you next week. <laughs>